This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 20. I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you can. Well, hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minutes, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese film Goodfellas one plotting minute at a time. I am Josh Flanagan. With me are Ron Richards. And the Commandant. It's the Commandant. <laughs> and, uh, and the Midnight Day Man, Connor Kilpatrick. 
I thought I was the commandant. <laughs> no, no, you're the man. No. Security. I'm security. Oh. You're, you're looking at it. You're looking at it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. This this uh, this minute might possibly be the minute that made us decide to do this podcast. It's very possible. <laughs> uh, okay, so minute 20 starts with Frenchie's confidence. He's explaining what's going on, uh, and it ends with Tommy telling an amusing story. Or starting to tell a story. In, in the this weeds in Sea Caucus. Yeah. We're gonna get. Listen, we're gonna get there. <laughs> don't 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 rush this one. All right. So this picks up from yesterday, where Frenchie's explaining the opportunity of stealing money from Air France, and right out of the gate, we talked yesterday about how excited Frenchie was and how eager Henry was, and Jimmy comes in and tells him to, to calm down, calm down, calm down. Yep. And you can see what Henry's doing here. He's chewing on that straw. He's wrapping it around his finger. I mean, what a wonderful way to sort of show anxiety without. But playing it outright. But then, how f- cool is De Niro with the con- the, the, the 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 extending his hand, palm out, telling them to slow down, like the, like he are, he picks up like he's he's the elder mobster here, and he's saying, okay, we we got an opportunity, that's good, let's calm down, let's hear it out, you know. Yeah, it's it's but, part of that poly, it's part of that poly continuum. Yes. you know, the end of it is is poly doesn't move, he just looks. Yeah, yep. Jimmy's gonna get there. Well, he might, but. <laughs> he's 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 the he's the boss here. Yeah. Well, he's he's the head of his crew. He's the head of this heist crew, and he you know in real life he was older, more experienced, more respected. Henry's still clawing his way up the ladder here. Yeah. And Frenchie just wants to be in with these cool guys. So there's you know all the power resides smack in the dab in the middle of the scene. With yep. so so I love every single line and word out of Mike Starr's mouth in this minute. <laughs> It fills me with joy, and the more that we're talking about it, and we're fig- we're sort of talking about what they're like, he he cannot contain him. He's so happy. He's like he might have peed a little. He was very excited. He's the security. <laughs> You're looking at it. <laughs> but you know what's great is that the way he tells the story, he lo- he allows himself to have that reveal. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't say I'm the security guy. Don't worry about it. He tells yeah. them all the stuff so that so that Jimmy will ask about security so that he can say. I'm the guy. I'm the commandant. No. So I think this, you know, that's a nice little uh, way, they, way they did, did that. Did people say commandant more then? <laughs> <laughs> was it closer to World War II? <laughs> so therefore the German army was more on their minds. There were more commandants. I'm the commandant. I don't, I, whatever. You know he takes pride in being the commandant. The commandant. <laughs> well, you that, know. He's got elocution. He's got that, that sort of. That Long Island Queens enunciation. Yep. <laughs> I think I think post war has something to do with it because the the definition of commandant is officer in charge of a particular force or institution. Yep. <laughs> As in the West Point commandant of cadets. Yeah. So clearly <laughs> he's a veteran. Yeah. yeah, clearly. So or work with a lot of veterans. Yeah. <laughs> or just like saying commandant. It's a fun fucking word to say. <laughs> <laughs> so Connor's fuck count is now at one. <laughs> so so what they're so excited about is this opportunity. And as Frenchie explains, basically, long story short, um, Air France, which was the official airline of the country of France, <laughs> would ship back on planes to New York City bags of money coming from France that were uh, from tourists and American servicemen and things like that that exchanged dollars for francs. Some so, of right, so when you go to your hotel and you change your money over, yeah. they shipped it back, and, and then and then it would the be depo- credited the credited yeah. the money back to the country. Yeah, it'd be deposited by the country of France here in America, and then they would get the credit. It was all that kind of work, but they had to physically 
This is before wire trans, like, you know, before technology. They literally sent bags of hundreds and fifty dollar bills from France back to America to go back into circulation. Do that now? Yeah, I guess maybe they did. I, 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 I was just in Germany. I gave them American dollars, the physical yeah. dollars. They gave me back. They gave me back uh, euros. I mean, yeah, the so money gets shipped back still. So. Yeah. And you did well for it currently. Uh, <laughs> I believe that the bags here were uh, sixty thousand dollars a piece. Like each bag yeah. was sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. So 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 they they this this is a great case of within a minute time span between yesterday's minute and today's minute. Scorsese and the script distilling down what sh- what took weeks, like the, this whole plan of formulating and all this stuff like took so much more legwork than we see, but they they distill it down to just the core bits of information. Um, but what was really interesting was that the the whole opportunity came from Henry hanging out with Frenchie and Frenchie explaining that they were in the process of building a new secure room to store valuables and the cargo hold, but while they were building it, they were storing this money in the office. Just in the office. Just in the office. And that Henry and Tommy, with a couple of guns, could come in and, and do, a, do a robbery. And so Henry got all excited, and they went to scope it out. And when they went to go see what the office looked like, there were like 25 people coming in and out. And Henry d- d- determined, no, no, we can't do it that way. We need to figure out another way to do it. So, yeah. so this is already a, a failed attempt to do the robbery. But they know that all this money is coming in, and it's untraceable, and that it's too good to let go. And there's um, a holiday coming up, so they'll have an extra yeah. day on the lamb before it was not out. really yeah. that though, which is interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, so what happened is that in the time that it took for them to realize that they couldn't pull it off and all this sort of stuff, they built the cargo room, <laughs> and they built this new secure room that people couldn't break into. So the opportunity of the money being out in the open in the office was no longer anymore. But this new cargo storage room had one key. And that two key keys. was, and that key, well, two keys, right. And one of those keys was given not to Frenchie, but to this private detective kind of, you know, security guy that was hired to work for Air France. And that's where Henry saw the opportunity. And I love, I love the, the foolish, cartoonish nature of this story. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to take it from you. You can It, get, you can it gets even better. So, so what they well, do. Hold on, before you, before you get any further. What I like about this story is that it's, it's a callback to the very beginning because the reason why Frenchie and Henry, Henry were fans, I'm fans, friends, was because Henry would come sell them cigarettes. Right. Good point. He, yep. was, he was part of that run from 10 minutes ago in which you know, they'd buy the cigarettes in North Carolina, come back up, and he would sell them to the factories and airports. He, Frenchie was one of his customers. Yep. And they became friends right. because, because he liked Frenchie. Okay. They liked each other. He would hang out with them, and he would learn about what they could steal, and that's how the whole opportunities arose. That's how they got in with, with yep. Air France and stealing their cargo. So this is all goes back to that original uh, thing we talked about the, with the cigarettes. So, so Frenchie tells them the money's coming. There was the opportunity at the office, but now that's done. Now there's this room with a key, and this is the moment in the movie where they're explaining it to Jimmy, and Henry says, the only problem is getting the key, but I got something all worked out. The guy's a real citizen, Right. What that story is is that they followed this guy home and they sat outside of his apartment and waited for him to leave and then broke into his house with the idea that we will steal the key, go make a copy, put the key back, the guy will never know, and we'll go in and steal the money whenever we want. Except that when they broke into the guy's house, they couldn't find the key because the guy carried the key with him at all times. But what they did find in the guy's house was that he lived by himself. He was a mid-40s bachelor. He had lots of detective magazines and nudie magazines. 
And so they realized that this is a guy who loved being a cop and loved being a detective, loved being a security guy, and also didn't have a girlfriend, didn't have a wife, was lonely. So they then switched the plan to be that if we can get the guy distracted, we'll steal the key, go make a copy, and put it back before he even notices. <laughs> There's a lot of psycho- psychology involved in this. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just you know pulling out a gun and robbing somebody. This is exactly. This is deep. So what they do is they, they get Frenchie, who's working with the guy on a daily basis, to start talking about his girlfriend and how he's got this new girlfriend and she's so hot and she's crazy. And boy, does she, quote unquote, love to screw and to try to pique the guy's interest. And ultimately what they do is Frenchie takes the guy to go get drinks at a nearby motel outside of the airport. And Henry and Tommy hire a hooker from the Bronx and bring her down to pose as Frenchie's girlfriend to come on to the security guy and distract him. Just think about that. <laughs> so, at the Jade East Motel. So, yes. Yeah, so, at the Jade East Motel, which, little personal fact, um, Jade East Motel was owned by the father of a kid I played soccer with in elementary school. <laughs> so, hmm. so Was his name, name Frenchie? I know. It wasn't. So, you uh, security? And if you were, in fact, looking at him? <laughs> so, growing up, growing up, there were many, many Jade East Hotel matchbooks around our house and like things like that. It was just like... Oh, that's Great. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, That's great. And I'm pr- and I'm fairly certain if memory serves, it is now a Courtyard by Marriott hotel that you could see on the Belt Parkway on the way to, to the airport uh, when you're coming from Long Island. Um, it's right there to the left. It's a brick uh, hotel. That used to be the Jade East. And what was unique about the Jade East was it was an Asian theme, but they also had private steam rooms and whirlpools in the basement that people could use because it was a motel. And so what the plan was was that... By the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what the plan was is that Frenchie and the hooker were going to go hang out with the with the citizen and get him interested in the hooker. Then they were going to all go down to the steam room and take their clothes off and do whatever they're going to do. And while they did that, Henry stole his keys, jumped in a car with Jimmy and drove to a locksmith, who, which, by the way, the locksmith was closing at 7 and they, they got the keys at 630. So they had to beg the guy to stay open. I love that they, they spend their whole lives intimidating, <laughs> breaking arms, and getting away with anything, but they've got to beg this locksmith to, to stay open and, and make keys for them. Yep, exactly. And so the, the key ring had 18 keys, and they didn't know which key it was, so they just copied all of them. And, then they, that, and that's my favorite part of the story is that <laughs> it's the most mundane. The challenge for them is the most mundane thing. The thing you can most relate to yeah. is trying to get some keys made fast. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I can't imagine barreling down Rockaway Parkway trying to get to this locksmith, you know? Right? Like, it's just I, think, like, I think we take a lot about our current lives uh, for granted. Because, the, the, yeah, the trick was they had to get the keys back before, they, before they, 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 they came up from the steam room. There wasn't a Home Depot. Right, exactly. <laughs> Although I also love picturing them in Home Depot, like, behind a lady who can't figure out which key it is. <laughs> like, and trying to decide if she wants the one that's, like, American flag colored or... Tapping their foot impatiently yep. and like and doing the exhale, you know, like I do, I do, I do when I'm in the store. <laughs> the huge ring of keys, just going. <sighs> and then just Jimmy just shoots from the back of the head. Yeah, it. exactly. So anyway, so long story short, they get they get the keys, they copy all eighteen of them, they put them back before the guy notices. Then they give Frenchie all the keys, and when Frenchie's at work, he just casually tests them all. He identifies the right key, and now they're just waiting for the right opportunity of when the money's coming in. And now the plan is that it's a Jewish holiday weekend; nobody will know. Now is the time. 
So it's really interesting that they added that because when I was reading about it and they said it, it's it, they actually wouldn't they said they wouldn't find out until Monday, which means that it was not a Jewish holiday no, until Tuesday. They wouldn't find out. Right. Right. Yeah. No. But it's the real story. Yeah. No, the real story is still a Jewish holiday. Yeah, it was a Jewish holiday. They, they, yep. No one would find out till Tuesday. No one, no one knew about it till Tuesday. That's yeah. not how I. The point, it. the point was that the the pickup would have been Sunday night, but because it was a holiday Monday, there was no Sunday night pickup. Uh-huh. That's what happened, and so no one found out about it till Tuesday. So they had the whole weekend to cover them. Yeah, and and the, and the idea being that in that time period, the number of people who would come in and out of that place over that time period, they couldn't pin it on them. You know. Right. So. Yeah, the, yeah. The, it's, 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 in, in Wise Guys, it says the delayed pickup, which have normally would have been made on Sunday night, meant the loss wouldn't be discovered until Monday afternoon. So, hmm. yep. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, so this lays out the plan, and then they uh, – and so now cutting back to the Bamboo Lounge, uh, Jimmy gives his approval. And, and, uh, Jimmy's it, eyes. The scene's all about Jimmy's eyes. Yep. After that. Just well, Jimmy has one concern. He has one concern about the whole plan. What does security look like? <laughs> and it's the moment that he's been waiting. Just yep. <laughs> so he just asked the question. Security? Secure, you're looking at him. I'm the commandant. <laughs> and that's when you get happy, Jimmy. That's when you get smiling, big, yep. you know, big smile, lots of nods, lots of you know, like head. Like sounds good. Looks good. Let's do it. When Irish eyes are smiling. Yep. Exactly. Whole so, world. And yep. then that sorted. That's that's you don't have to worry about that. Frenchie's got it taken care of. So we're this is all in the middle of dinner too, by the way. Like the yeah, food was the food was on the table. Yeah, yeah. So and, and nineteen liquor bottles. <laughs> uh, and then we go over to uh, to Tommy. We haven't spent a ton of time with, and we're going to see. Oh, he, he's holding court. He's telling some stories. Funny about stories. a bank job. Yeah. It's a caucus. Sea caucus. Caucus. Of Sea Caucus <laughs> will stick with me until my dying day. <laughs> so I have a note about the word, spell it, seen on a sign, Sea Caucus. So I have a note about this that doesn't have to do with Tommy. It has to do with the fact that Mikey Franchese, who we discussed yep. two weeks, two episodes ago, sitting really close to him. Well, it's a tight. I said earlier, it's a tight table. Yeah, but he's like he's basically got his chin on on Tommy's shoulder. Yeah. This, uh, but what's interesting about Mikey Franchese, played by Joseph Bono. Who uh, only did six movies, three of which were *Raging Bull*, *Goodfellas*, and *Casino*. <laughs> and, the, and another one was *Analyze That*, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so that's my fun fact for this. Yeah. For this movie, by the way, but it just feels like maybe he could back up a little bit. Yeah. It's movie spacing. Well, and and, and as we mentioned um, at the beginning of the scene, talk uh, I think a couple of days ago when we we're talking about how much improvisation is in this movie, this entire speech from Tommy is all improv. Yeah. Including what follows. Yeah, including what follows. Yes, exactly. But this is all that, this is all Joe Pesci just go. Like like Martin says he said, tell a story. So this well, this is the most famous scene in the movie, which this is the start of it. We'll get to the, yeah. the meat of it uh, next week, but uh, this is this starts the most famous scene in this film. Yeah. And don't don't think that you can listen to his story and piece it together afterwards. Right. <laughs> and have it make sense as a co- coherent story. And I think your explanation for it really Explains that because I don't think any screenwriter is going to go in there and have him tell a story that no one has any idea what it actually means. Right. But that's fine. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if, like, in its raw form, if there was a story there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly a narrative that he's telling, and I'm curious whether or not he worked that out, or if that was just, hey, go with it. But he's, he's clearly see, the- he's talking. He's 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 doing a bank job in Sea Caucus, and he and he had to run away, and he got caught by the cops, and Bing Pow, you know, and and this all. I, <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, I know. 
I'm just saying it's it's all gonna happen. So, um, so yeah, and I guess uh, so. Uh, we this this introduces Joe Pesci, who we all know about, right? We don't need to give any background on Joe well, Pesci. We'll, we? we'll give to Joe Pesci background next week, and we give right. the, with the Tommy DeSimone background as well. All right. But uh, so let's. This is the exciting part about this scene. Really going to up the fuck quotient <laughs> um, in a small period of time. We've already got three in this minute alone, just from this little bit of him talking at the end, which brings our weekly total to seven, and. I think I'm right about this. Our total is 15 at this point. All right. That's healthy. That's about so right. We've got 15 in 20 minutes, seven of which have been in the last five. <laughs> well, the thing is, he's gotta, we have to be way over one a minute, and we're not even averaging one a minute now. No, I think, I think this next week, coming week, is going to really, really change that average. Yeah, th- this week, this week uh, the curve starts uh, shooting up, yeah. which is what we want. It's what we're looking for here. Yeah, so that, okay. that, that closes out the fuck quotient. For the week. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything else to say about minute 20? Uh, the JD's Motel was on uh, 15410 South Conduit Avenue. So there you Conduit? go. Conduit. 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 Sequawkus. Conduit. It was a it was a red logo with like the Japanese gate, you know, that like the, the, yeah. the yeah, like that, and it's had in that that Asian font, it's a JD East. Uh, no. I, like I, 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 I went there. I was there in the No 80s. Japanese people had anything to do with it no. in any way whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, it's Japanese. Sure it is. Yep. So. <laughs> so it looks like that will do for Minute 20. Tune in tomorrow or Monday for uh, Minute 21. Until then, check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin or on Instagram and Facebook at GoodfellasMinute. Uh, and you can find all of the episodes we've done so far and going forward on GoodfellasMinute.com. Uh, we wanted to point out to support the show. If you like what you hear and you 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 wanna you wanna show us that, you can go to uh, Patreon.com/gfm, or you can go to GoodfellasMinute.com/support, where you can find that link, and you'll also find uh, links for Amazon, uh, where you can uh, you can support the show indirectly just by doing the things that you were gonna do at Amazon anyway. So why not do that? And and listen, you could be the commandant too. You could. That's God. It makes me laugh. <laughs> You can be the commandant, which you will only be referred to as the commandant. I don't know why you wouldn't want that. That's all I'm saying. So go check that on the Patreon page. Uh, you have any questions or anything you'd like to let us know, uh, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. Uh, make sure to check out ifanboy.com if you like what we've been doing here and you like comic books. Uh, that's our weekly podcast over there. And, of course, we want to go ahead and mention uh, Star Wars Minute, our, uh, our forefathers of the format, as it were. Get over to starwarsminute.com check that out. They'll be uh, ramping up. Uh, Phantom Menace. Oh my gosh. That's the thing that you're into. Uh, so until Monday, I am Josh. I'm the Commandant. I'm the Commandant. (laughs) You're looking at him. I thought you were security. (laughs) No, I'm security. You're the Midnight Day Man. (laughs) I really like the term Midnight Day Man. (laughs) Or will I go from rags to return? My fate is on.